Greetings, listeners. Welcome back to the fifth episode of Deep Dive, where we dive deep into the depths of books. I'm your host, Brooklyn. Let's dive right into it. Thank you all for coming back for the fifth episode of Deep Dive. In the previous episode, we discussed the rising action and the climax of the hostile hospital by Lemony Snicket, and we left off on a bit of a cliffhanger. In this episode, we will be going over the falling action of the story, and if we are lucky, we will figure out what happened to Dear Violet. Now that all of that is out of the way, let's get into the good stuff. In episode 4, we ended off going over the climax, or in simpler terms, the turning point of the story. Violet Baudelaire sacrificed herself for the good of her siblings and remained behind whilst Klaus and Sunny escaped the clutches of Esme, Gigi, Genevieve, Squalor. We pick back up with the remaining siblings listening in on an announcement over the intercom system from their makeshift home in the unfinished half of Heimlich Hospital. Matthias, better known by his real name Count Olaf, announces that the remainder of the hospital inspection has been cancelled due to the fact that they have, quote, found what they are looking for. We can all assume that this means Esme did indeed manage to capture Violet. He continues on to say that the remaining Baudelaire murderers have been spotted within the confines of the hospital. He orders everyone to keep an eye out for them. If spotted, they are to capture them and then report them to the police. It seems that Klaus and Sonny's worst fear has come to pass with the capture of their beloved sister Violet. This news puts the siblings into quite the predicament. They now have to search for their sister in a hospital that is searching for them. Not to mention, they don't have the faintest idea where Count Olaf could be keeping their sister. What could possibly go wrong? The answer? A lot of things. But thankfully, Klaus and Sunny happen to stumble upon VFD, the volunteers fighting disease. In the event that you have forgotten about them, they are a lovely group of people who sing to the patients at Heimlich Hospital in an attempt to raise their spirits. If you recall, no members of VFD read the Daily Punctilio, and therefore are not aware of what the Baudelaire's look like. Klaus and Sunny slip in among their ranks, unnoticed by almost all the volunteers, who are too busy singing their hearts out. One volunteer does notice them, and she hands them both a heart-shaped balloon. How perfect for hiding their faces. VFD continues their way down the halls, stopping into each and every room to cheer up the patients. As one might expect from a hospital in the condition of Heimlich Hospital, the patients are not entirely well cared for. In the first room the group enters, one patient asks for some water, and another asks for them to send for a nurse. To which one volunteer responds, quote, A cheerful attitude is a more effective way of fighting illness than painkillers or a glass of water. End quote. A very interesting way of thinking, one with which I am going to have to disagree. I know if I were one of those patients, I would have some choice words to say to them. Actually, I probably wouldn't say them, but I certainly would think about it. Moving on, the siblings continue their search for their lost sister with every room they enter, to no avail. After wandering around the hospital for several hours, Klaus and Sunny begin to lose hope. Just then, there's an announcement over the intercom. What could Count Olaf possibly have to say this time? He starts off by saying that today is a very important day, and then continues on to say, quote, In precisely one hour, a doctor will perform the world's first craniectomy on a 14-year-old girl, end quote. Craniectomy? Crania refers to the head, and ectomy means removing something. Removing her head? My goodness, Count Olaf is horrible. I mean, surely he could come up with a more pleasant way to, you know, get Violet out of the equation. 
After hearing that, the siblings are sent into a panic. I mean, who wouldn't be after hearing an announcement like that regarding a sibling? They realize that if they continue traveling with VFD, they will never find Violet in time. They ask one of the volunteers to borrow a list of patients currently in Heimlich Hospital, and then proceed to slip away into a nearby supply closet. Once tucked away inside, the siblings scan the entire list of patients, and unfortunately, they do not spot Violet's name among them. Now even more frantic than before, they have to figure out a way to locate their sibling before the procedure and another announcement over the intercom. Matthias requests that Dr. Flacutono reports to the surgical ward of the hospital to prepare for the craniotomy. Well, I suppose that this announcement was actually rather helpful. Now the siblings know where Violet is located, and that will make searching for her name amongst the patients a little easier, if they could just find her name. After Matthias finishes his announcement, Klaus has a realization. What if Violet wasn't listed under the name Violet, but is being concealed with the use of an anagram? For those of you who are unfamiliar with the term anagram, it is a term that refers to moving the letters around in a word to make another word. For example, if one were to arrange the letters of race, they could make the word care. With this new discovery, the siblings return to the list, searching among the names of the patients that are in the surgical ward. They eliminate all names that don't include a B, which narrows the number of potential people to four. Sunny uses her insanely sharp teeth to open a can of alphabet soup, which the siblings then use to aid them in their attempts to unscramble the anagram. I know that it is for plot purposes, but I still find it rather weird that there was a random can of alphabet soup in the supply closet. After checking and crossing off the first three names, Klaus and Sunny cracked the case on their final name. Their brief moment of joy is quickly ended with yet another announcement over the intercom. I guess Count Olaf enjoys the sound of his own voice. He states that the surgical ward is now closed and only Dr. Flacutono and his associates will be allowed inside. Just lovely. How will the Biddlers manage to get in now? Yet another great idea from the siblings. They were dressed up as doctors using medical coats and surgical masks stored within the supply closet. With the siblings being rather short and the coats being made for adults, they appeared to be children dressing up as doctors for Halloween. But with no other options and the knowledge that everyone else believed Count Olaf's ridiculous disguises in the past, the siblings make their way to the surgical ward. By some stroke of luck, Klaus and Sunny run into Count Olaf's nasty girlfriend. How on earth is it lucky that they have run into Esme, you may be asking? Well, you see, the children were having a rather difficult time locating the surgical ward. What a surprise. Like all things in this hospital, the layout and the maps in this place are absolutely horrible. An even bigger surprise? Esme fails to notice that the doctors standing before her are actually the children she has been seeking to kill. A little off topic, but let us all recall that Sunny is an infant. A literal infant. How on earth does an extremely oversized doctor's coat and a face mask fool anybody? I know, I know, Brooklyn, get over it. They're children's books. It doesn't have to make sense. I just had to voice my concerns. Enough of my ranting, though. Let's continue. Esme leads Klaus and Sunny towards the surgical ward, handing the rusty knife that will be used for the operation to Klaus. Once inside the surgical ward, Count Olaf's other henchmen and women do not notice that the siblings are not in fact the doctors. What a relief. The siblings learn through conversation amongst the associates of Count Olaf that Violet has been anesthesiized and that they are the doctors that are going to be performing the surgery. That has got to be traumatizing for these children. After discussing their hatred for the Baudelaire orphans for some time, the group finally makes their way to the operating room. I cannot imagine knowing that you are marching into a room full of enemies 
and your older sister is under anesthesia. The pressure to come up with a plan would be crushing. I mean, if they fail, then that is the end for them. Well, folks, this seems like a good place to stop for today. What do you think? Will the surgery be completed? Will Klaus and Sunny's identities be revealed? How will the siblings possibly escape the clutches of Count Olaf? Make sure you return to figure out what happens to the Baudelaire siblings next time on Deep Dive.